This, this is Inside Purple and Gold. Okay, we've teased the Kirk Cousins thing, I think, long enough. Mm-hmm. Like, the report last week, so we recorded this on Tuesday morning, or we recorded last Tuesday morning. I think, like, as we were recording, or, like, a couple hours after we recorded, Quasi Odofa Mensa took the stage from Indianapolis. He, he, like, really has a hard time, like, praising cousins like in these large settings like mm-hmm. he was trying to praise cousins but it really came across as like more pragmatic than anything else it was like yeah. someone asked him where cousins basically fits into Quasi's math problem of like you know what what you need in the team and what you can afford and like the cost to benefit of of having a quarterback that makes that much money and he what he said was <clears throat> There's a threshold of quarterback in the NFL. Um, can you win with the guy as like one of the first parameters? And the Vikings can say yes. Not a lot of teams can say yes. Mm-hmm. So what he was saying is like we believe in Kirk Cousins. We believe he can win us football games. But w- listening to him talk about it with such, and this is just always how he's going to come across. Like I like talking to Quasi because I feel like I, like I, I get smarter when I talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also comes, you know, I can see how if you're Kirk Cousins and you're listening to that answer, it's not a ringing endorsement for you. It's like, well, you know, like if you look at it analytically, like Kirk, yes, he is good enough. But, you know, we also have to look at like all the skills and the traits and he left the door open. Um, and yeah. then I think it was a day later, maybe later that day, report comes out that like Kirk Cousins or maybe that, that was last week. Maybe we talked a little bit about this, but that Kirk Cousins won't accept a one-year deal and that it's either going to be a long-term extension or let the contract play out. I think we did talk about that last week a little bit, yeah. but hearing that report and then listening to what Quasi said, like, and as every day goes by where there's not a, a long-term extension doled out, like I'm beginning to think they're just going to let this thing play out, but um, yeah, th- that remains to be seen, but that's something that I think is going to have to happen here this week or early next. Yeah, no, it's um because it does affect free agency. This is the other bummer here, right? Is that uh, if you're bummed about Kendricks and they hold Cousins at nearly seventy percent of the cap, more of those guys are gone. That's how you save money. You, like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. at, at some point, right? It's it's a zero sum. So, um, so I think. Here's the thing. I think I think back to like when Quasi basically was like, "I'm done talking the media after his first interview <laughs> with USA Today," yeah. and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, had, he had this quote that again I thought got blown up, but like um, he was just a little too honest, probably about where Cousins is at, and uh, and you know, not a Tom Brady and newsflash, right? But like, I think the thing is between them interpersonally, my guess is they both are kind of pragmatic, right? You think of like Cousins studying the game in the cubicle and the fact that he like, because he's a perfectionist, he'll remember all his errors and then kind of recite them after the game and all that. Like there yeah. is this pragmatic side to Cousins. He takes care of himself financially. He didn't settle for a contract in Washington. Um, he's cashed in in Minnesota and like, even the way he approaches the game, it's very much, there's a safety there. I can't make that throw. Right. Rich is pretty frustrating when you see like another quarterback go, yeah, mm-hmm. the safety's there, but I can fit into a tighter window. Right. Um, but like, um, my guess is they kind of talk on the same plane. Again, we, we don't know, but um, I, I think the hard thing is like, if you're cousins, you want O'Connell to talk at you, right? Because O'Connell mm-hmm. speaks as a former quarterback, a guy who coached him previously, a guy who, again, like in deep down with O'Connell, I'm sure he's like, yeah, there's, there's more talented guys out there. Like imagine if you had 
it's Joe Burrow, right? Or whatever, like, it, you know, like paired those two guys together or whatever, the McVay offense. But like, I think he, he has done it. This is O'Connell has done a good job endorsing cousins in a way that isn't so over the top that you think he's not being truthful with you. But you also get the impression he's like he's like a fan of his. I think he likes the idea that he'll process this information and that he can have the quieted mind and that they probably break down film together and, and see kind of the same stuff, right? Um, uh, O'Connell's probably taught him make the throw, you know, but outside of that, like they probably see the game pretty similarly. Um, and I think it's just harder. Like A, Kwesi is one step above um, in the front office, but also like, I think part of the reason why, aside from he felt he got burned early on, like he doesn't kind of want to do a lot of media is like he describes himself as a quieter person, but also mm -hmm. he probably just says things too honestly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like if um, he's done a lot of right things, like when he talks about Justin Jefferson, he's like, think about this. He's like, I'm inviting him into the office. We're going to talk about what we're doing with the team. Right. That tells me, A, they, they're going to pay him which they should obviously, but be like, think of the contrast to that. And I know they're two different positions, but I guess, you know, the ESPN report or whatever. Zimmer um, never talked to him. Yeah. Zimmer, Zimmer didn't bring him in the office. And yeah. I suppose Zimmer was like wide receiver. Oh, the guy, the corners cover. Yeah. 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 Get out of here. <laughs> you know, like, you know like, the corner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. But, um, it would be very funny if he brings in like Mackenzie Alexander or whatever into his office, but he won't like Justin Jefferson yeah. regardless. Like, I think the point is, you know, he, he is including him in there and I think he should, um, I think he's done a lot right. And I think the player's probably going to identify with him too. He's not this kind of crusty old man, right? Sitting way mm -hmm. above them. He is like, he just seems for, for how smart Quasi he is and how powerful, powerful he is within the organization. He seems like a pretty normal guy. Um, but like, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just, I think, I think that's the tough thing is actually, I listen to what Quasi says and I'm like, you are correct in your assessment here. I just get that it's not endorsing your quarterback when you go, well, he's not a Tom Brady. Or in this case, when he talks about the threshold, he's saying what we're saying here. I mean, I, I maybe not verbatim and not exactly. And I don't want to put words in his mouth, but all of us are saying like cousins is kind of represents the Mendoza line, right. In terms of like championship yes. threshold, championship standard, the things that they talk about. Right. Um, but you can't say that out loud. You know what I mean? You can't, if yeah. you are, if you run a team and, and yet like, why do we act like this is anything special? Like he should know, it, by the way, if Quasi said something different, I'd be like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, is this guy delusional about his quarterback or is he just straight up lying, you know, out of his teeth or whatever? Like instead he's just saying what's honest. And by the way, that means he should have a practical solution for this. Either pay off the credit card with Cousins, or if you're Kwesi, you say, if I'm giving you a long-term extension, you can't occupy more than this percentage of the cap. Yeah. I can't run a team, right? And that's actually where I have confidence in him, right, in, in, in Kwesi. I think he's so pragmatic enough to go, I get it. Like, if Cousins is gone, you're scrambling. You're looking at Jimmy Garoppolo's and, like, that type of quarterback to replace him until you have something in the draft. Um, but, like... I don't know. Again, like that's one of the frustrating things is like, is like for some reason I get that's just what happens when you have public discourse, but like, why can't these guys just say what they're saying? Like, I don't think cousins cares. I think cousins like at the end of the day goes, yeah, dude, I've made a lot of money. I play a game I love and yeah. I'm better than most players drafted in the fourth round. And let alone he's better than most quarterbacks in the league. He's just not of the elite standard that people want to see because elite quarterbacks win championships. Yeah. Like, if Cousins was occupying 5% of the cap space, 
people would freaking love him. They'd be like, wow, he's oh, really yeah. good. Like the team has money to build around him. You know, we could do a heck of a lot worse at quarterback. Sure. We could do better, but this guy isn't, he's taken up like 16% of the cap. And that's why there is so much criticism that comes with him. Is he worth the money that he costs? Some would say yes, because he still makes you relevant. He at least puts you on the precipice of a Super Bowl, even if I believe he can't, you won't win one with him. Um, he gets you close to it. He, he, you're, you're in the conversation, which is not what a lot of teams can't say that. So it's always going to be a polarizing thing with Cousins. The funny thing about Quasi coming out and saying that, and then saying like, yeah, we believe in him, you know, yeah, there's, here's the threshold. We can say yes to this question, but maybe we want to get someone with a different set of skills. And then you look at what Anthony Richardson went out and did like three days later at the yeah. combine. You don't want to talk about a different set of skills. Like, look, if Anthony Richardson was the quarterback of the Vikings in 2023, I believe they would be a worse football team than they, they would yes, be yes. if Kirk Cousins was the quarterback in 2023. This is like last year when people wanted the Vikings to draft Malik Willis. I think I was actually in this camp of being like, yeah. Malik Willis, just draft him. It'll be fun. They would have sucked last year if Malik Willis was their quarterback. So like people who are clamoring for change also have to understand what they are, you know, setting themselves up for. You're a better football team with Kirk Cousins this year. Um, it's down the road what you're thinking of. Um if you're going to let cousins play out his contract, you need to have a backup plan or a contingency plan for when he leaves, or you just need to bite your teeth and say, look, you have a hard conversation with cousins say, we're going to extend you, but you have to take a little pay cut. And mm -hmm. if he's willing to do that, then I think the extension works out. If he, and at no point has he taken a pay cut throughout his career. And that's, that's not his fault. He he's, he's in his right to continue to try and make as much money as possible. Um, playing the most violent game in the world so yeah, but if he's yeah. not willing to take that pay cut i think you will see like you said pay off the credit card move on they won't be able to draft anthony richardson though and yeah. they won't be able to draft obviously bryce young cd stroud will levis is going to be gone so people who want the vikings to draft a quarterback to prepare for life after kirk cousins who are you looking at jaron hall from byu like mm -hmm. like it's a third round pick guy like i, I mean it's there's not a ton of options out there outside of the top four quarterbacks and all of those guys are going high. You know, like I think people in a perfect world were thinking three weeks ago, Anthony Richardson's a project. He's going to slide down the draft boards. He'll be there when the Vikings pick at 23, no chance, no chance. Not after he tested better than every quarterbacks ever tested at the combine. Um, quick shout outs to Anthony Richardson. Yeah. 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 6'4", 250, like 244, I think was exact. Yeah. Runs a 4'4", Tom. Vertical jump Absurd. of 40 and a half inches. And, and broad jumps basically 11 feet. What? <laughs> like, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand. No. It's it's absurd. He is my weight, and I think I run the four four in six seconds. So I, it's just incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it's an incredible. Uh, it, it, no, I mean in terms of that athleticism, and and again, you have to look at like the system in college and all this stuff. But he's taken himself out of the running for the Vikings. He's no longer this like project guy you get at twenty three, which I don't know if he ever was. Right. No. Um, I think the question is, so two different quarterbacks, right? But I'm trying to use a local example. 
I think Kellen Mond was a great athlete who was inaccurate, right? And it's like, if you have a fatal flaw, it almost doesn't matter unless somehow you can fix that in the course of an NFL season. It almost doesn't matter how great of an athlete you are. And I, again, I don't, Richardson's a different quarterback, higher, higher caliber. I think the problem is, A, you, you always run up against someone's going to gamble on a quarterback, right? And you're going to be like, that team did something unwise. They got a quarterback who's not good enough, put too much pressure on him, and should have taken a player at a different position because likely if you're drafting that high in the first round, you're not a very good team. Um, the, uh, Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. It's like you watch all this stuff and you're like, that's exciting. Look how big this guy is or whatever. And then you go, well, the Vikings can't have him. I think if you're if you're hoping for that, like, that sleeper i think you're looking at two factors does this player have years to develop right and then how much does it help again if the vikings can kind of fit like especially the center but can kind of fix the o-line and like mm-hmm. again we're assuming hawkinson and and uh jefferson are there hawkinson and jefferson make are gonna make guys look better than they are um uh that's hope for cousins specifically in the sense that maybe he can level <laughs> up a little bit right but we know kind of ceiling it's also hope for a young player more on the upside right that they just get to the point they need to be quicker um but again, I don't know how that happens without a Cousins extension. I mean, then you're just, again, you're just, yeah, I know Fitzpatrick's not in the league, but you're like gambling on that kind of guy, right? Like yeah. that that kind of veteran, like can step in and do the job or whatever, but you are literally gambling out on every year. And I just, again, you can do it. You just can't end up in the in the Randy Moss situation where you're like, it's Todd Bowman and Spur- Spurgeon win. And like, listen, there's other issues with Randy Moss. Um look at the ownership and stuff like that. Um, but like part of the issue was he was not always placed in the best su- position to succeed. In fact, I think with better ownership and more stable quarterback, like that was what would have put them over the top. Right. So um, we know ownership's good, right? They're getting straight A's for nutrition and treating the families well and all that stuff. Um, the next step is yes. Yeah, quarterback succession plan. And really like, um, is there, can they find the hack to get like to get a guy we don't see right we don't see it in them right now and most teams don't and yet that guy performs so um so yeah i mean i don't know it's a uh it's it's so hard i i don't i don't envy kwesi when it comes to this because like just listening to you talk there like if you move on from cousins you don't just automatically get Patrick Mahomes. I think that's what Vikings fans are thinking out, out there is like, well, we got to move on from this guy because you can't win a Super Bowl with them. Like, you don't automatically get someone that just wins a Super Bowl, like, because you decide to move on from a guy. Different set of circumstances because one guy, this guy retired. Drew Brees retired from the, the Saints, and they've been looking for a quarterback ever since. You know, they, they're, they're starting Taysom Hill some games. They're starting Andy Dalton the full season. They they start yeah. Jamin Witt, Jameis Winston. And then they settle on, on Derek Carr, like for yeah. $150 million, who is basically Kirk Cousins. So it's like, I'm kind of talking to myself into an extension here, Tom. Like, yeah. it's hard because you don't guarantee like you're getting the next big thing. You just guarantee that you're moving on from this guy. And yeah, maybe you're not committing a lot of salary cap to the quarterback position, you better find someone because right your window is not necessarily now to win a Super Bowl. I think it could be now, but your window to make sure Justin Jefferson is happy is now because he is going to enter his prime here in the next couple of years. Crazy to say he's not in his prime yet, um, I but I think we I can know. say that he isn't because he's 23. But you have to find 
a way to surround that guy with success and, and give him the opportunity to go attain success. And it's just not a guarantee. That's what, this is really hard. I think whatever Quasi decides to do will be criticized. And that is part of the job in, as a general manager in the league. But man, it's a hard job to do, and it's it's why it's why general managers are always judged by the quarterback they commit to. You yes. know, the clock really doesn't start until you commit to a quarterback. Quasey kind of committed to Kirk last year with the extension, but this is the off season. If he extends him long term, that is Quasey's ticket. If he if Kirk's great, Kirk Quasey stays. If Kirk's bad for that extension, Quasey goes. If Quasey lets the contract play out and he can't find a quarterback, Quasey's going to go. Like it, it's always the quarterback at the end of the day. You can build an amazing roster, unless you're like John Lynch and and you can find Brock Purdy oh, as the last pick in the draft and and build such a good roster around him that he succeeds. Um, if you can't find a quarterback, you're going to leave. And as a general manager, and that's what makes this job so hard. Yeah, I mean, I think looking at like the grades and the, how the organization is viewed by the players. It's not a it's not a perfect leverage piece, but it is something like they should leverage. It's not only just bringing in free agents or getting you know the guys they draft to be excited to be there, um, but you can honestly say, look at the facilities, look at the commitment from ownership, um, you know all this stuff, and uh, look at how you're treated. Basically, yep. If you're Quasi, you can kind of you can kind of lean in on that and say, this is what I got to do in order to build out a team, and. Um, uh, um, the Vi- the McCombs Vikings couldn't do that. The early Wilfs, again, they were taking over and kind of implementing what they am, but they couldn't say like think of how disorganized like the Randy Moss year was, right? The 2010. Yeah. Um, like they could not now the Vikings are in position to say that. And I do think this is part of the winning formula. The Packers have their flaws, but I think it's why they win. It's the it's the Steelers. Um you know, it's almost why there's some surprise that the Giants, who have good ownership in our New York, have some issues, right? Um, mm-hmm. But the Giants are going to establish that with Dayball, right? They're going to tell players, hey, you can play for Dayball or you can make more money and play for Washington, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think this is kind of what they got to do with Cousins. If you just want to cash out at the end of your career, great. There's nothing wrong with that. You have the leverage to do it. Um, but if you want to be part of this organization, that's widely approved by, by um, players in the league and also that, you know, like, Again, think of like their practice facility versus Winter Park or the the stadium they play in. Even if you know whatever, like whatever you think about it, it's better than the Metrodome, right? So like, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's that's kind of what they got to lean in on with these guys. And um, uh, listen, the Patriots were great forever because Tom Brady took pay cuts, and at times it burned him. Right? Sometimes he was like, "Well, where are the receivers that you're supposed to be paying?" But <laughs> yeah. I, it's not perfect. But like. That is why, right? And it started, think of the Patriots pre-craft and post-craft, right? Got lucky in some ways with Brady, where he was drafted and whatnot. Um, yep. We're fortunate that he was willing to sacrifice for the team. But ultimately, like, it was the Patriot way, as much as people get sick of that, right? It's it's Belichick. It's how it's craft. It's how they ran the organization. And you have to hope that this is what they're trying to do now, right? It is, it's the Wilfs. It's Quasi and and you know, establishing trust as a guy drafts and brings in free agents. And then um, O'Connell, who I think is already, you know, I think the players are already kind of bought into them. So um, that allows you to, to circumvent the cap by basically telling players, Hey, we're going to pay you less, which sucks. But again, we talked about the business with Kendricks. This is the business as it pertains to cousins. 
Look at that. Closing the loop, Tom. Perfect. Tie back to Kendricks at the beginning. That's just good. That's good podcast. <laughs> good podcast, man. <laughs> um, but I'm going to ruin the, the, the closed loop because we yeah. have to give one shout out before we leave. Um, look, it's Tuesday morning, like I said. If Cousins news breaks in the next 24, 48, 72 hours, we're going to hop back on here. We're going to talk about that. Um, yeah. Probably similarly, if any of the big guys get cut, if, if, if Harrison Smith or Adam Thielen slash cut slash restructure, we're going to hop on. We're going to talk to you later this week. Uh, if nothing happens, we'll come at you next week. Before we wrap up this episode, though, KJ Osborne saved someone's life. Like you teased, you teased this in the in the middle of the podcast. Like an American hero, KJ Osborne. Yeah, he pu- literally pulled someone out of a burning car in Austin, Texas. Um, and, and then he went on. I think it was the the thirty third team and, and talked about it. Like I think he's on Adam Schefter's podcast too, um, talking yeah. about it. Or maybe Schefter's. I, I saw him tweet it out this morning. That's amazing. Um, KJ is one of my favorite play- people to talk to in the locker room, but. The fact that he's willing to pull, pull his, tell his Uber, hey, pull over. And then him, the Uber driver, and two innocent bystanders pulled this guy out of a fiery vehicle. Um, I knew the guy was a great guy just you know, by the way he treats us, by the way he treats kind of everyone, um, by the way he kind of gives back to his high school. But you know, the balls it takes to do something like that in that scenario, like amazing and, and, and something that should be praised. Um, he, like he – you, you can't say enough good things about him. And and then that's just kind of another example. It's kind of funny. Obviously it's not as local as like uh feeling, but he's becoming the next good receiver story. Right. I mean, obviously Jefferson, Justin Jefferson's a pretty good one yeah, too, yeah. but, but I think like the fact that he's this underdog, he was drafted as a returner, had this, you know, big improvement in his second year. And then like this kind of checks out with him as a guy. Again, you only know him to some extent being in the locker room with the, whatever, but like having talked to him and kind of knowing what this guy's about, um, and kind of the path he had to take to the NFL and all that stuff. Like it checks out that he, he's a cool guy. I mean, also like potentially a good, great player. So, so yeah. I don't know. It's cool. It's cool to see. I mean, again, I think the Vikings have done a good job trying to bring in the right people. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. Let's uh, um, I'm, I'm on board with Osborne. I want to see him succeed again. I'll be critical at times where it's, it's necessary, but like, it's hard not to get on, but it was a little like Malik Willis too, right? Like Malik Willis, you heard he was this great guy. You want him, you know, in the, in the building yeah. or whatever, at least in this case, he's a proven player. Right. And we'll see what his upside is. Yeah. And, and look, like if, if, if the Vikings draft a receiver in the draft, they move on from Thielen or whatever. And KJ's just shooting up receiver three. If he's okay being that he's a good receiver three. Um, I think there's question marks at receiver two. Um, but there's no question of, of his character, hell of a guy. And, and we'd be remiss if we'd not mention that on, on the podcast. Yeah. So that's all we got this time. Um, like I said, Tuesday morning, we will maybe come back at you later this week, depending on what the Vikings do. If not look for us next week. Um, we've been kind of setting the off season schedule as, as Tuesdays. So we will be around. Um, we'll be kind of monitoring things. And if anything breaks, we'll hop back on here. Um, But that's all we got for this week right now. Um, For Tom Schreier, I'm Dane Yuzutani. Thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.